0: You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 249, brought to you by InStock Trades and iFanboy listeners like you. Hey there, welcome to the iFanboy uh, Pick of the Week podcast, episode 249. I butched it up for this part, you may not notice. I'm Josh Flanagan, I'm here with uh, I don't know some other dudes, I don't, I don't follow who dudes are. Ron Richards. Hey, good to be back. And Connor, I don't know, he's on a Boy Scout Jamboree or something, I don't know. He's uh, on a Bender, I, that's what he's on. He's on a, he's on a bull. That's, that's, we call that Thursday. <laughs> uh, and
1: Paul Montgomery is here. Roger, Jill, nice to be here. <laughs>
0: Good to have Always you, Paul. Sitting in. Big I heard man. the conch I,
1: shell. I, I heated the call. I'm yeah, here. I heard the conch shell. What, what are we talking about?
0: I got to go. What? I got to go. I didn't hear anything. Trust me. Uh, iFanboy.com is our website. It is all about comic books and the things that we love about them. Every week we read our comic books because they come out weekly. You may not know that. And one of us, uh, we, we alternate. We rotate and shifts, usually every three weeks. Uh, picks the pick of the week. That is the best book that that person read that week, the one they liked the most. Their favorite. The best example of the art. They call that the pick of the week. We write a little review about it. Then we come here and talk about it on the podcast. Other books, other stuff comes up. We generally like to have a good time. Yeah. But that's, that's not just – you're throwing me off, Richards. <laughs> Stay tuned for info about the last – latest, not last. Oh, not last by far. The latest iFanboy giveaway at the end of this show. Someone will win books as and, and news about our 250th episode coming – He's coming forward quickly. Before we get going, here's your spoiler warning. If you haven't read the books, don't be all mad if we wreck them for you because we going to be talking about them. So there's your two-minute warning. Ron, you had a busy Wednesday.
2: I did, I did have a busy Wednesday that we're not going to get into, but but let's just say my, my personal life uh, was busy. But that said, that didn't stop me from getting to the comic book store and buying my – what seems like my new average load of books is like 15 books a week. I don't know about you guys, but that that's what – between all the publishers, and everything like that, it looks like I'm netting at like a, it's a, a normal week for me is like 15 books, which I had six. Oh, I hate you, um, but so that said, you know, I read th- I read through them and it was you know like it's really interesting. This post like month after San Diego, you know, this August kind of summer doldrums. It seems week in and week out we've had at least for my exposure, I've had a great mix across multiple publishers of really good books. Nothing like oh my god this is the most important issue in the world, but then also nothing like that was total. Well, some things were total trash, but um, we'll get to that in a bit. Um,
1: I yeah,
2: yeah but the, I, I had a very subpar
0: week. Oh really? Like, okay. Well, yeah. I was I mean, like that was okay. Yeah. No, I, the,
2: the thing was I enjoyed a lot of things. Like I had a lot of fours, you know, in my in my reviews. Yeah. You know, I rated a lot of fours. Um, and there was some stuff that came close, but I found little nitpicks as to why I couldn't pick them. And as as I'm sitting at the end of the night, very late, uh, <laughs> I think it was like midnight. California time. It was miserable. But um, uh, I'm sitting, I'm looking, at them. you know, like the one that I really enjoyed the most and the one I actually, like I kind of go back to, there, there are a couple things that trigger for me what is my pick of the week. The ones that I'm the most excited for and then at the end of it, I'm like, oh, that was great. That was fun reading. And the, also the books that um, I find myself in the store talking about as we buy. And this week, the book that we were talking about while we bought was uh, Justice League Generation Lost. And the topic of conversation in the, in the comic book store was how... Very quietly, this book has become one of the books to read that is is the most genuine and um i don't want, i don't want to say simple in a negative way, but just like you know focused in what it is and doing it well and that and those who aren't reading it are really kind of missing out um so Justice League generation lost number eight ended up being at the end of the night the one that I went with for the pick of the week for that reason. Um, it launched under the brightest day banner, which I think, you know, this is the, this is the whole thing with these little status quo banners, like the heroic age and brightest day. I was looking at my comics and like a handful of them had these banners this week. And I was like, you know that, you know, if I was a casual reader, I probably wouldn't read any of these if I wasn't reading, you know, like I would see that banner and be I'm, like, well, that's not for me. I'm not a casual reader and I'm not reading any of them. Right. And so which really kind of sucks because this kind of works against it in that in in that um, in that manner. Um, Judd Winnick wrote it, uh, Aaron LaPresti drew it. And a great cover by Cliff Chang. Cliff Chang's been doing the covers for the past couple issues on this. And what this is, like, when this book came out, I kind of cringed a little. Connor got all excited because this was the latest take on putting the Justice League International back together. Um, and they actually even had Keith Giffen doing uh, doing layouts and breakdowns and working with Winnick on it. Um, and it's coming out biweekly. And it came out – spun out of the Brightest Day um, event mainly because the the White Lantern and Blackest Night resur- one of the people resurrected was uh, was Max Lord, who was the um, those who who don't know might you know I can explain it. And that he was the guy who brought together the Justice League International in the eighties turned out to be a uh, telepathic supervillain and Wonder Woman. Uh, broke his neck and killed him a few years ago, and that's Max Lord. Uh, but now he's back thanks to the White Lantern, and so characters like Booster Gold and Fire and Ice and Captain Adam from the, from the old Justice League International from the 80s have kind of gotten back together to try to find Max Lord and stop at whatever he's doing, and it's the typical kind of Justice League versus Max Lord story again. Um, but now we've got the new Blue Beetle, um, which is a cool character that I don't know much about, um, as well as they've introduced the new uh, Rocket Red Um, which is the Russian kind of armor-based hero. And Judd Winnick very, very, like I said, quietly and subtly has taken this book that is full of baggage and full of past history and expectations for humor and things like that and he's kind of carved out his own little thing with this and has found the right balance of that humor that you expect with these characters as well as the interpersonal relationships as well as action and suspense and that sort of thing. And in this issue and the last issue really for me kind of gave a tip of, the, um, of a little bit of a uh, return to the world of Checkmate. Which you know, those who might remember years ago, we loved the ongoing series that uh, Greg Rucka and Eric Trotman had wrote um, uh, for, around the whole Checkmate organization. And once that got canceled, Checkmate it was it was in JSA Cobra. It was it's been kind of behind the scenes. This 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 whole issue took the majority of this issue and the issue before. It took place in the checkmate castle, and totally gave me that taste of why I like checkmate. Like I don't know why I like checkmate. It doesn't make any sense. But for some reason I love the I love the the, the black king and the white king and all the different roles and the you he'd know. call
0: he'd call up he'd be like yeah. This doesn't make sense, guys. Why am I enjoying it? It's okay, man. Just go. No, no, you don't understand. It doesn't make sense.
2: <laughs> but, um, but so, yeah. So, so in this issue, you've got the, um, the, the, the culmination of the Justice League's attempt to storm the castle of Checkmate to find Max Lord. And um, they did it under the guise of Rocket Red. They all had Rocket Red armor. Great
1: um, recap page, by the way.
2: Yeah, great recap page. Yes, really it's
1: good. Not, I mean, it's not a text-based recap page. It's, it's, it's a, a page where they physically show you that they're in costume. Yeah, Lepresti
2: in- did it great. Like, he drew, he drew all the characters in their normal costumes, and then the next panel is them in their Rocket Red costume, because they all look the same once they're in those costumes. But I had no problem knowing who was who for some reason, which is, which is very talented. Um, and honestly, one of the highlights for this is, uh, is the new Rocket Red which I don't know if, if it's the Russian accent or the way Winnick's writing it, but this dude is funny. I, oh. I, I don't know if I'm alone in that. I think
1: <laughs> I think co- it's what's a it, Cosmo and Guardians of the Galaxy. I yes. think that's a, that's a little bit better. But this is you know it's it's always funny. Well, he's it's you know he's joke.
2: he's butchering he's butchering the English you know kind of the idioms you know like he say, he's saying you know he, everything's gonna be right as Maine. And they're like, "No, you mean right as rain.'" He's like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense." He's like, "I thought it was a reference to your state." And so like, it was just like, I don't know. They're just little things like that. Minute, so- I think
0: he's ripping me off.
2: <laughs> anyway, no one gets that joke.
0: Just me. Thank you.
2: But for some for some reason, I um, you know, like I really just found him really kind of endearing, and also co- combined with the fact that the butchering of the language combined with this character just has this honest to goodness sincerity to him. Yeah, which is like he just wants to. Um, He just wants to join the team and do good and be an asset to the team. And it really comes across in his actions and his words and everything that they do. Um, And the whole, like, basically he needs to stall for time. And so they're all in costume and Rocket Red starts yelling at, uh, what, Taleb? Whatever that guy's name, the Black King, and yelling mm-hmm. about checkmates uh, checkmates uh, not in accordance with communism or Russia and going on about communist ideals. And it was just, it was very funny. It, you know, meanwhile, they're, you know, behind the scenes, Booster and, and um, Skeets are trying to figure out where to go and where Max is. And it's, I mean, it just, it just has that, it, it rem- it's reminiscent of the old Justice League International without being a repeat, without being a rehash. And it, it feels like it's something new, which is, um, which is a good thing. So. Um, so ultimately, yeah, that's why I like the book, uh, Paul. You read it, or
1: yeah, it's fun. I, th- I think it, I think it's it's pretty good. I, I gave it four stars. Um, I think it's it's got that nice balance of, as you said, like the the comedy and the action. And I think um, Max Lord, um, his whole plot is sort of one of the more interesting conceits to come out of uh, Brightest Day, where he's resurrected and he was known as this you know this horrible person around around the world, and it's sort of like you know Dark Rain where you know, everybody sort of forgets that uh, that Norman Osborn is, is a bad guy, and, and he's their hero now. That he's not exactly a hero, but nobody knows who he is, and it's just these heroes who remember him. I th- it's a really interesting idea, and it, and it goes along with his power set that he's like a crazy telepath, and he creates this like telepathy bomb sort of, and there's just really cool ideas, and I, I I like the group together. I think Fire's really interesting um she was she was uh interesting back in uh in checkmate as well but um i think it's it's a really good team and um it is unfortunate that it's you know brightest day justice league generation lost i wish it was just j l a yeah uh, yeah actually.
2: totally this could this could just be the justice league book and mm-hmm. it would be totally, it'd be totally worth reading. And the thing is, is that you, you know, and like it seems like it's steeped in a lot of history and continuity. But the way Winnick's writing it, you don't need to know anything about these characters. He's he's writing it in a way that explains who everybody is, what they're doing, why they're doing it, and it's just done right. It's just done well. Um, you know, and it really, and I, you know, kind of you know filled my review on iFanboy.com with full of hyperbole. But I really think this is one of the books to be reading right now. I think it's 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 really it kind of reenergizes me. And La art was is you know. You know he's very underrated. I think in terms of superhero artist artist stuff, um, it's just a solid superhero team book.
1: Like I think a, a, a lot of the times when we say that like a, a book is a lot of fun and it's it's not so bogged down in continuity it sort of means that they have to be small one and done kind of stories whereas this is a fun book but it's also it tells a really big story. I mean the the scale is the scope of it is is pretty huge and it's uh it's got a lot of players involved and they're inv- and, you know checkmates and everything so um I think it's it it's it's a pretty refreshing take on something that's like event size sort of huge but in its own little corner of the universe, I guess. Yeah, so
2: it was a lot of fun. Um, but what was also a lot of fun, which is probably a close second, was Avengers number four, um, Bendis and Ramita. I, I just love time travel stories and that sort of thing. And any, and any issue where you get these crazy double-page spreads of John Ramida drawing tons of characters, for me, is a good thing. A perfect book for him to be drawing.
1: Yeah, it's that,
2: that double page the spread of Thor in the air with all the dinosaurs and zeppelins and Galactus and and, and biplanes and stuff like that was just awesome. It was just, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was also you know it was it was a lot of you know it was a it was a lot of ta- you know taking it was a lot of fun taking the Avengers and mashing them up with all the, with whatever's going on with this time stream and trying to figure out what's going on and you'd kill Raven and Devil Dinosaur and confusion and chaos and I don't know I just had I just had a lot of I'm, I had a lot of fun reading this Avengers title.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that it's it's one of the the, the most entertaining of, of all the billions of new Avengers books. Um, but uh, you know, if if I have one criticism, I, I I agree with some people who've said that you know the voice is it's sort of consistent for every character. It it sort of doesn't matter where the uh, the tail of the word balloon points. Hmm. Because Bendis is sort of writing every character with a very similar voice, it doesn't really matter who's saying that. And I don't think that's that's like a huge fault with Bendis because he's written all these characters exceptionally well before. You know, as individuals, I think it's just that there's so many characters on the page. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and it's it's a big story. So I think it's it's there's a lot of the a lot of the dialogue is sort of you know. Could, getting from one point to another. And I can uh, see
2: that. I, I think there are a lot of people making a lot of jokes too, which is like, it's very yes, jokey. You know? It's and, very jokey. Yeah, and you, know, you got Spider Man, you got Hawkeye, you got Wolverine, you got, you know, like everyone's having their kind of moment of humor, um, which I did find myself going, ah, this is a lot, you know. Um, yeah. Josh, you're being oddly quiet.
0: I don't read either of these books.
2: You dropped <laughs> Avengers? I don't read any Avengers
0: books any longer. You dropped them all? Yep. I'm shocked. When did that I read happen? Prime? I just, I, it was the you know the thing where. You feel like, all right, I'm, I'm good. I read the first couple issues of each of the new Avengers books, and I was like, I had enough of this kind of thing for a while. It's kind and of especially what, what, this book. I really thought, it, what, what Paul just said is that I was just like, it was all this, it was just 15 characters standing on every page, making jokes to one another. And I don't, I, I don't think it was utilizing uh, Ramita's strengths most of the time. Some pages it was, but the most of it was just, how do we find a way to have all these guys standing here? And that really bugged me for some reason. And so I just wasn't interested. So I thought, I'll just, I'll just take off for a little while. Because, you know, we've uh, we, been we sure. doing Avengers for a really long time. Years, and Mighty yeah. Avengers and all that stuff. And I just am like, eh, let's step away for a little bit. Right. And, then, and then I'll be excited about it. Because I wasn't excited about it. Right.
2: Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm excited about it. I mean, it. It basically ends with the, you know, the Cap Bucky, Iron Man... Wolverine team uh meeting up with uh Maestro Hulk which anytime he's involved that's a, for me I was like ooh as a Marvel fan it's, I get excited by that. So yeah I'm yeah. enjoying it you know. Um I thought the moment I thought the moment where you know Bucky has, you know has a ha, you know they're hiding on the side of the battle and Bucky's got his gun on Kang and is going to take the shot and Wolverine tells him to stop and the big discussion as to whether you know the whole butterfly effect and what happens if you change with the time stream and you know I thought that was an interesting take and I just I love time travel stories so like it's hitting me on that note as well so
1: um. I think we come to the, the cool point where the, it's it's a confrontation towards the end this is the spoiler where well it's it's on the cover is is old Iron Man yep. um, Tony Stark meeting up with you know present uh, Tony Stark. And, uh, you know, it's so it, we're going to see, we're going to see what Tony Stark becomes. And, and apparently so take, taking, a, taking
2: a hacksaw to himself, yeah which is kind of weird. So <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's, and, and somehow the Red Hulk is going to end up in here somewhere soon. Yeah. I think in the next two issues.
2: Oh, jeez Well, th- that might be the jumping the shark point. Right. Even though we're pro Red Hulk. So I don't know where that came from. I'm sorry. But, um, Josh, are you, you can't reading? help it. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's like a gut reaction. Josh, are you reading any
0: comics? I do read. I wrote, I read. I read a comic.
2: Okay, what'd you read?
0: I read. I read Invincible 74. Yeah. Part, of the of the Viltramite War. Yep. Uh, actually, I, I, one of the things I really like about this Viltrumite War is that that they've completely um, gone for it. <laughs> like they left everything behind, and the book has changed, and now this is like if I don't. It, it's not a crossover. It's like a little event. Like yeah. they're on an alien world. There's all these other characters going on. Everything has changed. All the relationships have changed, and it, and it's just like this, like flipping of the decks. And I, I found it. I, I like it a lot. And I really like the bits where um Oliver and I, I don't know do they call him Nolan or not an Omni Man Nolan, Omni-Man, yeah. Nolan yeah. Uh, are like walking around and talking to each other, and they're getting to know each other. And it's like this weird, awkward. It's kind of human, but it's kind of not because neither of them are human. Uh, you know, and then they look all haggard and bearded and that's fun. And, and then just all this giant action that is what Ryan Otley just does so well. And it's just this Ryan Otley explosion of fun on a page, uh, one after another. And it, it went by really fast, but because also because everything is so alien, like all of the things that you come to expect, uh, don't quite happen. Like the very last page, like the one weird brain thing kills his brother. Who's the brain thing. (laughs) It turns out that doesn't really kill him. It's just they're just like these little tiny things like that where their your expectations are being um, are being you know, challenged uh, left and right a little bit. You know, like when uh, I put this in best panels of the week, but when like Alan the alien walks in on the tech jacket and he's like, because oh, he's sleeping with some blue alien, something like that. It was just lots of little fun things like that. And I, I think it'll be fun. I'm guessing that much like the conquest uh, storyline from before that by like the last few issues of this are just going to be pages of action. Yeah, and no, no dialogue. Whatsoever. Well, it's got to
2: be. I mean, next issue is seventy five, so it's got to be building yeah. up to something big, you know. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah,
0: no, Can you know, imagine how
1: long this has been going on. That's amazing.
0: With seventy five issues,
1: that's amazing. Yeah, think now, about that. He help, help me, help me with the scope here. Viltramite is like scabies, or is it like something else? I don't read this book, so. <laughs> what is a Viltrumite?
2: It's the, pla- it's the, the planet that Invincible father is. Yeah, it's like, that, so it's in in like, planet, it's like the, planet, the Krypton analog. Yes. The
1: planet yeah. is Viltrum. Okay. Yeah, Viltrum. Uh, Invincible himself, Mark, is half Viltrumite. Yeah. His father it just, is... It Invincible. sounds like something you would get when you're at, like, a
0: sleepover in the Midwest. Yeah. I think it sounds like something you would eat on a sandwich in Australia. I agree with that. Yes. That's a Vegemite <laughs> joke, everyone. Thank you very much. You're all night. <laughs> Uh, Zing! So I have, I have, I've come to a shocking, a shocking conclusion. Are you going to drop Captain America? I'm going to drop Captain America. This is my last issue. Dun-dun-dun, why? I just, I just didn't care. Like, at this point, I actually read the Nomad story and liked
1: it more than the A story. Wow. Uh, Didn't it just get good recently? I thought there was like a well. That's that's, that's,
2: that's the thing. That's the thing. It's funny because I I actually really I really enjoyed this issue from a story standpoint and and sometimes the art standpoint because I love was, I, I love Baron Zemo. I mean, like anytime you have Baron Zemo sure. involved, it's fantastic. But the problem with it is is that as much as that there were really there was really good page or two of Zemo and things like that. Especially towards the end, there were some rough, quick, rushed panels.
0: There were some really rough art panels. And there it, was a couple of them specifically, yeah. uh, where like it was like, like the face looked all flattened. Yeah, it was. It's uh, downright bizarre. Couple. Of, well, you know what I didn't like about this one is that this felt to me like there's always this book has always had a bit of an oh, edge of right, feeling like a, an older book. Yeah. Uh, like from the seventies, but this one, like when Zemo got here, it was really like it was almost like a joke in well, the house, well, that's, sort that, of like
2: that's why. That's why Zemo's great because he is like a joke. I don't know why. Like Zemo makes me not, laugh. Like that's the thing is that you know, like and, it's, and that's that's yeah. fine
0: if that's what you want. They want to bring Batroc on for that, do that. But the thing yeah. is, when the Thunderbolts brought in Zemo, it was awesome. Zemo became a real character to me. Yeah. And so you had to stop playing him as a joke. And in this one, it was just like. Ha! You thought you had be- you thought I you'd beaten me, you fool! And I'm, did like I'm, I always more- have the upper hand, and yeah, yeah. And it, it was over and over, and I really, I wasn't enjoying it at that part. I, I was, I was not. And so it's like
1: it's like the dissonance of it being like a really cartoony kind of villain with it being sort of modern storytelling. because well, like, I mean, I, just- I, I, it's hard to see that with, with uh, Brubaker.
0: Yeah. It just didn't hang together, and that's why. And I just really, I really felt like it was going through the motions and hanging back on nostalgia.
2: Yeah, well, the, as the, the
0: way. And then one other thing just, really uh, bugged the shit out of me in this. Was you, it? I, I'm, I'm sitting on something. Going to explode
2: unless right, I, unless. It, ahead, what what was God. it? That, what was it that bugged the shit out of you? Um,
0: I there was a there was there's the sequence where they're fighting the Nazi and Captain Steve.
2: No, no this, is, is this at hand? Yes, yes, I, I don't under, I don't understand that. so like we don't break they're, hands. they're fighting and he doesn't even Steve grabs his hand and it looks like he's got a metal hand. but when huh? Steve grabs it, the metal breaks off and the guy goes, ah, bastard my hand and Steve is like shocked and he goes, I, I thought it was robotic and it's like what
0: like we can Sam like, is like, <laughs> No, Steve. Um, and Black <laughs> Widow's standing there. And, hey, that is the worst drawn page. just yes. The whole thing. And
2: then, and then later on, Black
0: Widow's trying to get him to talk. And she's like, talk now. And you get that hand looked at. It's like, what? <laughs> what is- <laughs> and, like, Black Widow's a killer. Am yeah, I right? Yes. <laughs> I mean – it just was from out of nowhere, and that, I was like, "That's totally the- what."
2: That's the thing that that's the thing that totally shocked me about that. Where I was just like, "What
0: the hell is this like? What the hell is this?" <laughs> oh, it's it's and it, like the art was all over the place.
1: Yeah, and
0: I just and I actually, you know what? I, I really like the Nomad story again. I thought they've been pretty good. <laughs> the artist on it was fantastic. <laughs> um, a, a, yeah, I'm. I just I'm like, you know what? It's been I don't know how many issues it's been because they renumbered it, but it's been a lot of issues, and and I just. I I just I wasn't into it, and I just like you know what it it's been long enough. Right. That is a Marco Djuricvic cover, and it is not good either.
2: Yeah, the cover is pretty rough as well. Yeah, it so. just looks
0: like like entry level Photoshop coloring.
2: Yeah, but yeah, that that hand is that that's what I would that's what I'm I like, wanted. I'm
0: like first of all, okay, Batman Batman breaks hands. It's like break his hand right he's a nazi he's a killer yep. you're not shooting him you're not that's nothing permanent break his hand it's just, okay no it, one cares the shocked look on steve he's like oh oh, oh my like i know I, <laughs> it's just like what
1: that's that's like shocked, when you're that's child. like when you're you're having a snowball fight when you're a kid and you get a little bit of ice in your ear and you're like times guys times yeah exactly come on
0: <laughs> like all of a sudden the stakes drop dramatically <laughs> <laughs> it was, that was
2: really weird. That was,
0: <laughs> I just am like, I don't know what I'm reading anymore. Yeah. And I don't, uh, I'll, I'll figure out. And, and you know, it's, it's been a nice long run, but I, I'm, just, I'm just hanging on here. And like every, every time, like everything will be, something will be kind of good. And you'll be like, all right, no, it's getting good again. And then and, and drop back. And it's just yeah. like, you know, this is just that last date that you go out on before you know that it's really over. Oh, uh, well, uh.
2: Are, are you breaking up with Scalp too?
1: God no! Pick I've, I've heard it's about stem cells this week, <laughs> or something. I, I
0: don't believe that's correct. <laughs> it's not correct. Okay. Scalp, um, number, scalp number forty. I wish I wish Connor were here. Uh, this actually. Oh, includes, f- nice. You know, we're right here. You Freights. know. You know, like geez. <laughs> just talking to myself. So far, this is the talking to myself show. <laughs> um, this is uh, basically this is a dual sort of storyline going on here, where both. Uh, Dash and, uh, not Gina, but I forget her name, Red, Red, his girlfriend, Red Girl's daughter, are both trying to uh, drop the smack. They're trying to kick the habit. Yeah. And there's some little flashbacks to when, when Dash was a little kid and, and his father shows up. And it's actually some really nice, some really touching stuff. And I don't really like dream sequences very much. I hate dream sequences. It's I one of dream the sequences. things I hate more than anything as a narrative device. Uh, dream sequences and hallucinations. I just can't stand them. But they actually kind of work on here. Six feet under. Yeah, and they they <laughs> was, oh, wait till they ruin the Sopranos. She <laughs> just took all those out anyway. Um, but it really does do a good job in this one of of getting to Dash's subconscious and the sort of stuff that happens. It was sort of an art extravaganza for Rm Guerra, who's done this for a really long time. But the first segment, the first section, which is a flashback, you don't really know it right away. To uh, Gina, uh, Dash's mom, uh, in, in like an abortion clinic, and she comes out and she she breaks up with his father and. It's just a really touching little scene done in the first three pages, um, and it's sort of sad and and uh it's a great book. I was like I, you know every time every every issue that comes out, I'm like man this is just this has no right being this good this often um and and it's fantastic yeah, it seem, it seems that he's got a good run with it, so yeah.
2: yes cool so um so it seems as if I completely dropped the ball by not picking Superman Secret Origins number six because that was the resounding community pick um
0: this Can I. Before we get into the review part of it. Now I was reading this and I was enjoying it. But at some point I think things were late and I don't remember well, th- if I bought the issues that came before so I was like I, I don't even know. That, that, I feel
2: like that's my biggest that's my time. biggest complaint why I didn't want to, well personally well f- first off I didn't like it. So I mean it's not I didn't I, not, not like I hated it or anything. I just it goes back to my whole I don't care about Superman. But um uh but I was just like I was like this series didn't end. Like I was surprised. Like I thought it was over.
0: Like it was one of those ones where you know you said you, you've said Ron that if you don't remember missing an issue, you yes. don't remember the last one then you drop it. And I was yep. like I don't I don't remember. Yeah I, yeah. I feel like 3 was the last one I saw. Yeah. And but
2: I, but so Yeah, like I would like to know why I'm wrong.
1: Well, you're not necessarily wrong. You just, I mean, you didn't like it. That's your thing. I mean, I like you love me. It I'm in. I'm an unabashed Superman ap- apologist. I have to say because <laughs> I know a lot of people think he's boring and lame. And, Ron understands that. Yes, I, do, I, do. <laughs> I can but, relate. Um, <laughs> I you know, but I, I really I make no apologies for for liking this book. I thought. Um, I think that I mean the opening pages. You have Lois talking to her father, General Lane, and that sort of I think sets up what's going on. And I, I was quickly brought back into the story. Um, and I think it's you know it's a question of when there's a big delay like this. It's how invested you were in the story in the first place. Um, I was re- I was really into this. I, I love Jeff Johns and Superman, and I liked what what had happened before. So um, this is like on the top of my my conscience you know like it's I, I knew what was going on going in and 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 i was ready to go so um i i like that it's sort of a it's sort of a smaller story i know a lot of people were saying that it it ends kind of quickly or it seems rushed or there's not a huge confrontation in it but um i like that it was more about superman and his relationships um i wrote, i wrote a review about it um on the site today and um it's it's um i just like I love the Lois in this. I love how Jimmy interrupts a tender moment between Lois and Clark or Lois and Superman, actually. And I just, uh, I I believe that you know, I believe their relationship, and I think it's more about the relationships than necessarily action. Although there's a cool little metallo fight in here, and I think it's the storytelling is really good. In
2: yeah, it. no, Fra- Frank's art is really good, and maybe this would have came out sooner if it wasn't, like, double-sized. Uh, but, Fra- and, but Frank really, really did a good job. That, that whole metallo fight scene was, was, re- was really good comic books. But ultimately, at the end of the issue, I just found myself, this is just every other Superman story I've
0: ever read or watched. It's also a retelling of it, so yeah. yes. Yeah,
2: right, it's, I know. But it's, it's funny it's, because I, di- I did like the previous issues because I thought they were fresher, they were more recent, you know, this sort of thing. But I just
1: found myself just going, ah,
2: you know, meh.
1: Well, I think we're, you know, we're coming up to sort of this is modern day. This is the current sort of status quo of Superman, and we've seen a lot of Metallo lately and a lot of General Lane lately, so it doesn't feel like something new. Right. But I just liked how it feels like a really cohesive origin and everything sort of ties in, Parasite, and, and metallo are all like really close related to luthor and um general lane is more of a direct threat to superman and i don't know i just like um i i, I love the gravitas of superman and like just how how grandiose and over the top he is um and it's just it it's gives you that you know the sense of goosebumps and stuff and i got that with the last page where right at, you know, at where any I point
0: did anybody interrupt a fight that superman was in and be like whoa 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 not the face clark <laughs> he was like i'm um,
1: i'm sorry everyone i don't know what came over me i shouldn't have hit him in the face there were there were no hands injured in this uh, i still like, can't
2: uh, believe that it's like whoa steve
1: and maybe steve? there's like a new comics code authority
0: i i i thought,
2: it, I, thought <laughs> I thought it was robotic like <laughs> Just,
0: what? <laughs> and that's when you go to commercial on your bad TV drama.
2: Oh, man. It was, yeah, ser- Oh, was so bad. Anyway, but, um, all right, well, yeah, I mean, I get why someone like you, Paul, would like it, you know, and I don't mean that in the dismissive, you know. No, you one of the good I, ones. I understand <laughs> why you might, la- might might, like it. I don't know, but I I have just, a friend
1: I... who's a Superman fan. It's cool. Yeah. You know, so it's... <laughs> It's just—it's it's just that for what, whatever a
0: picture of him and his Superman fan friend in a, in a, like a Superman T shirt, he's yeah. like, look, we're buddies, just waving. <laughs> but,
2: yeah. but for some reason, it just didn't resonate with me. I don't know. I, I think it t- ties into my just not interested in Superman ness. So, uh, I, I, I just I,
1: I think it it just it comes to the core of what is what is what if you are if you are a Superman fan, I think everything in here is, is like what we love about this character. And if I mean, if you don't like Superman, I can totally understand like not enjoying this. Yeah. But for me this is this is my bread and butter. I love this. Right, good. Good for you.
2: Um, well, now that it's over, it's probably going to make a sweet trade paperback that you can give to people to get them to, you know, to s- sample the modern superman. And when that comes out, you're going to want In 2012. Get, in 2012, you're going to want to get it from InStock Trades. <laughs> um, InStock Trades has got is the best place to get uh, collected editions and trade paperbacks and hardcovers and all that good stuff. They've got discounts up to 37% off, which means you save money when you buy your comics. You get free shipping on orders over $50, which is great because if you're ordering more than $50, you're probably getting heavy hardcovers like absolute and omnibuses and things like that, so you don't have to pay the shipping for that. They've got over 9,000 trade paperbacks in stock and available for order. They've got new releases every Wednesday, so as they're coming out in the comic book stores, they're coming out at InStockTrades.com. You can get them there. If you make an order, it usually ships ships within 48 hours. Um, We are still waiting on some sort of report of someone pushing the free shipping on orders over $50 challenge. We're waiting for the person to order, you know... Hundreds of thousand dollars of merchandise and see if the shipping is in, indeed free. Um, if
0: you do order hundreds of thousands of merchandise, make sure you tell them we sent.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Let's wipe. Let's let's wipe them out of their stock. They'll,
1: but, they'll probably just give you a cot at their warehouse and just let you stay there and read. <laughs> and stuff.
2: just live amongst the comics. So um, anyway, so go to www.instocktrades.com. Check it out. Get your comics there. Um, get your hardcovers and trade paperbacks there. You'll thank us for it. Instocktrades.com. So. um to continue Kirkman. It was a big week for
0: Kirkman. A lot of, it a lot was. Of, a lot of Kirkman stuff going on. It was. The, the oddly titled Guarding the Globe. <laughs> number, <So> one. Number, <laughs> number one. Number this one. This I love it a, if like, next, next month Captaining America came out. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the challenge to see if a bad
2: titled book can survive. Because Guard, Guarding the Globe is not a good title.
0: It is not. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it does shriek of we had to change this at the last minute. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, This is like the big new super team one. Like he basically makes a point in it about saying that, you know, he wanted to keep Invincible to one book, but eventually the cast got so big, and now Invincible's off world for this Filtrumite World War. So why not start this team book that's going on? And it was okay.
2: It was all right. I mean, like I love uh, the the issues with Invincible where the Guardians of the Globe appear. Yeah, I always like because I like Robot. I like you know like I like I, I like Robot a lot. Yeah, Robot me too. Monster really great. Yeah, me too a lot. And I like the I like the Martian Plastic Man guy and stuff. You know, and I do like Brit, you Shape know. Shape so, Smith. Shape Smith. Yeah. So um, you know, I thought this was good. I, I thought I, I thought it, it had a it show's promise. Um, uh-huh. I thought the art by Ransom Getty, who's got a great name, uh, was was really good. Yeah, it was. Um, that yeah. was actually a nice surprise. Yeah, it was really good. it just the, the problem with this is that it's the kind of thing where, you know, can these characters maintain their own book? Because beyond, like, the fight scenes, like, the scenes where they that were – That scene in the apartment. Yes. It was – that was rough. That was – I was like, who I, – I don't have enough recognition of these people out of, car- uh, out
0: of costume. I'm not trying to say that they all look the same. <laughs> But. <laughs> but I didn't know who they were. I didn't know who the white people were either. So it's not a race thing. I'm, I'm
1: skirting the edge of what's okay. How, to was, about how, this. how is the characterization of Harry Potter in this? That's what well, I was
2: wondering. Now, now the, the, the bonus for this was the backup, which was, if you remember, when they what's announced what? this book, they did, a, they did a joke teaser campaign where they revealed the members of the team, and it was, it was Invincible, and then it was Spawn, and then it was Rick from The Walking Dead, and then it was Harry Potter, and then it was Obama. And they continued that joke with a one-page, you know, uh, gag um, uh, comic by Chris G. Russo and a great cover, um, which I just laughed. I, I love the fact that they're yeah. going to keep that going. Um, I'm not Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> I just like, love that the Rick for the Walking Dead with 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 a hatchet and no hand. Like it just.
0: <laughs> and he's in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So uh, and you know the, what else is funny? That Invincible is prominently featured on the front page of this, and isn't and it, it twice more? Yeah. No, I thought was the best joke of the whole thing. Yeah. He's, he's talking on the phone. They don't go back to it. And he never shows up again.
2: Yep. And I also like the dramatic. Uh, C- so Cecil, the guy from the Pentagon, who's Invincible's handler, is the guy who pulls the team together. I did like the dramatic over-the-head shot of him going, you know, we're gonna. It's time yeah. to truly begin guarding the globe. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. No, but it was good. I'll keep reading it until it sucks. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know, I enjoyed it but uh, I I just wanted to briefly mention um, X-Factor, X-Factor number 208 X-Factor just continues to roll on being really good, just really quality really good was this, um, this was renumbered. I haven't missed a hundred. No, no, it was. Re- I went back to its original numbering. Okay. Um, my only criticism is that right now things are like the, the, they've got the team scattered, and you know they're they're you know Madrox is off over here doing something over here, while Richter and Shatterstar are doing something over here, while Monet's doing something over uh, on the other place. Is uh,
0: is Peter David still writing this? Yes, Peter David still writing I- it. That guy can dig in.
2: Yeah, he's dug in. Um, so this one, uh, uh, Ron, uh, Ron Sinclair comes back to, uh, and she's pregnant, and it looks like it's Richter's baby, and she walks in on Richter and Shatterstar making out, and uh, chaos ensues. And uh, but it's just done, and it's just done with class. It's not done like he's handled the whole Richter Shatterstar romance thing is just being like it. It makes sense. It's not like a novelty thing, and. Um, and also, long shot is hysterical. I just love long shot. So, I like X-Factor. So,
1: hey. I support you liking X-Factor.
2: I support you liking Superman, if you like that sort of thing.
1: Okay, this is getting passive-aggressive now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's talk about Dracula Company of Monsters, which was a lovely surprise this week. Um, blah, saw... blah, vampires are overdone, blah. Oh, wait, no, I'm going to actually listen to what you have to say. <laughs> well... That 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 goes into it a little bit, but I saw I saw uh, Busiak on the cover, the the name Busiek, And although after I read it, I realized that he didn't actually script this, he did the story, and it is it is created. That's an created hour in, of work. <laughs> created and story by Kurt Busiek, written by Daryl Gregory, art by Scott Godlewski, and uh, this is this is a new number one from Boom. And uh, I saw my old buddy Dracula on there, and I said, let me give this a shot and um i was asked on twitter like what, like you know why should i read this for for people who are so tired of vampires these days like what you know what why should i read this what can conv- convince me that I, I this is good um and i i think it's 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 an interesting concept it's not like reinventing the vampire it's not like a new take on the vampire it's very like it's it's all vlad the impaler and everything an like old that take. all historic and it's um my 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 pitch, my elevator pitch for this, is that it's um, Gordon Gecko the Impaler because it feels like a combination of Dracula and Wall Street. <laughs> because it's it's Dracula being resurrected by this crazy corporate. I don't know if they're if it's a law firm or, but it's it's some kind of you know Wall Street organization, and they want to bring Dracula back. And I get the sense that it's going to be about Dracula in the corporate world. Um, and I just thought that was a very, and it, it's not as cheesy as that sounds. It's just it's a, a very different sort of idea, and I thought it was really well done. I thought the writing was good. The, the art was 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 pretty solid. I'd give it like you I, know, a three.
0: It's a good artist, but
1: I don't think that the
0: coloring is very good. Yeah, like, I, I, I like the I like the inks and the pencils. Mm-hmm.
1: And coloring not so much. Um, yeah. It looks a little bit like. uh Jonas staples just a li- there just some character moments that just remind me of, of of her but um it's uh if you're if you watched uh whedon's um angel series towards the end there they work for an evil law firm called wolferman heart and it's you know this demonic uh law firm from hell so i think that's sort of the route it's going so it's, it's sort of a tongue-in-cheek kind of idea but it's 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 really well done i was i was really surprised with it very good. I feel like uh, Dracula doesn't really count as the
0: vampire thing. Dracula is its own thing. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah look at him on the cover. Yeah, he'll always exist.
0: I mean, that's the thing. He'll, on the cover, he's like, Dracula. Yeah. You know, the red sort of frilly cape on the inside and the tux or whatever. Uh, last issue of, of Battlefield's Motherland number three came out. This is the second closing of the second series of three stories in the Battlefield sort of saga. This is the one that we revisited the very first one. Um this is pretty good. I, 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 it's, just, I, it's getting to the point where these, like, I, I like them a lot, but I want to like them a little more than I do. I think cause, I think it's because you're used to it and the novelty's worn off. Maybe, but yeah. I think also this one, like, he set up a whole other story in the last issue that was really interesting and then did away with it really fast. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that was, again, though, that was really nice was that you see so few stories that are about, you know, it, like, you see all sorts of World War II comics about the Americans and the Germans, but this is from the Russian side, and it is just so fascinating How they waged their war and how they thought of it is completely different than ours. And Garth Ennis was so tied into that 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 all made it worth it. Uh, and And the Russ Bronner was really excellent too.
2: Cool. Um, Savage Dragon number 163 um, starts the whole uh, six-part Emperor Dragon storyline, which Savage Dragon just has been great. Um, we, did, we had a preview of the latest trade paperback that came out this Wednesday. Great jumping on point if you want to get a Savage Dragon. But I wanted to quickly highlight the flip book of this. They're doing, the, the, for the next year, they're doing the Twisted Savage Dragon Funnies. And we had a story uh, written by Vito Sante with art by Rachel Frere. And it was a take on Savage Dragon with what uh, Savage Dragon in the 50s as a greaser car racers, um, which made me, made <laughs> me laugh. Didn't um, he
0: slick back the fin?
2: No, he didn't slick back the fin, but he was in a leather Should jacket. And yeah, it was, it was, it was great. It was, it, was, it was a lot of fun to read. It was too short, in fact. So uh, so uh, good,
0: good job by them. So, yeah. Too short, like our time to talk about all this stuff, because we have to hand some of it over to you, the users. We'd like to uh, highlight some of the user reviews that you put on the community. Uh, first one up is from I Make Reality, who talked about the darkness Four Horsemen number one gave the art um, – sorry, the story of four out of five and the art of four out of five. Um, you may remember we talked about this book in our Don't Miss podcast with the writer David Hahn. Hahn. Hein. There's David Hahn and David Hein. That's easy to get mixed up. Uh, Pick of the week percentage is Zero. With the Artifacts Maxi series having kicked off in such an enjoyable way, I'm trying to get back into the Top Cow universe. There's such a mythos to all of it now that it seems a bit daunting at thou that it seems a bit daunting at times. But I remember when the Darkness first started coming back out coming out and how much fun it was to have this straight up horror brawler comic book. Darkness 4 Horseman really gets back to those roots. David Hine pulls off the more showing, less telling trick. To make sure that you get the gist of Jackie Estacado, definitely recommended for established fans and anyone looking to learn more about one of the primary characters of Artifacts without the weight of all the continuity baggage. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much that's it. That very well sums it up, I would say.
2: I, a lot of buzz going on with Top Cow with the whole Artifacts thing. People are really enjoying it. I heard the the guys on Eleven O'clock Comics talking about it, and um, apparently the Angela series has been good. And just you know, it's, it's, if you're looking for alternatives, it's right there for you. So. Mm. Um, cool. Our next uh, review comes from Storyteller SJK, who reviewed Deadpool Team Up number 890. I, th- I thought we'd throw a bone to you, Deadpool fans, because we don't cover Deadpool enough. Um, and Storyteller SJK gave it a 2 out of 5 for a story and gave the art <laughs> a 3 out of 5.
0: So you're not throwing a much of a bone, really.
2: Not much of a bone. But surprisingly, surprisingly, about 1% of you made it your pick of the week this week, which is shocking. Um, storyteller sjk says that this issue continues along like the majority of the series has amusing yet ultimately disposable certainly this one of the, this is one of the better deadpool titles available on the market right now the simple fact remains deadpool has become ridiculously hideously overexposed if you have somehow managed to avoid becoming completely sick of the mark with the mouth then you could do far worse than this usually done in one series um the
1: ringing endorsement
2: ringing yeah exactly deadpool <laughs> I, don't... I don't know why they waste the paper seriously
0: Oh, I'm not speaking for. That. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> taking up that cause. <laughs> they just all the titles look the same to me. <laughs> I, 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 Apparently, they print these books. I know. I could care less, one way or another. If yes. you're enjoying them, good for you. Good you. If you want to leave a user review, you can go to com slash comics and and make your pull list, and then you'll have a chance to write a review on on any of the books, and we highlight some of the ones here on this show. So do that. Cool.
2: Yes, on to the email. Our first email comes from Elliot from Susan, uh, and he goes by Duraflametree. What is that? <laughs> <Duraflame> tree. <laughs> it was almost a Rusty Auto Parts moment. <laughs> <laughs> Duraflametree. Uh, Duraflame Tree on iFanboy.com. And Elliot says, I was wondering if there are some rules regarding how much of a comic you can read in the store. If I'm in a bookstore like Barnes & Noble, I, I will read a whole issue and put it back on the rack without feeling a modicum of guilt. If I were in a comic book store, I would probably just buy the issue based on the cover and not even flip through it. I know some places have different policies and, yet, and sometimes post them, but I can't bring myself to flip through a comic for more than a couple seconds if I'm in a comic book-only store. I feel like I'm stealing from them in a way. Whereas the bookstore doesn't live or die on comic sales. Well, it's like generalization. What's, a... what's, your, what's your opinion? Is reading a, uh, is reading a couple of pages okay? Do you read the whole thing if they don't have a written policy? Am I overthinking this? See?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you get kicked out of a shop? You did too much. Well, you not. <laughs> you're okay. Well, here's the thing.
2: Despite your assumption that Barnes and Noble doesn't get hurt by you reading it, eventually they will. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> I, well, the policy read of, re- the-
1: of reading a story and then you know that's that sounds reasonable.
0: Yeah, they, put they have chairs, the chairs. Yeah, they put chairs
1: there. I read all of the preacher
0: trades in Borders. Really, I couldn't afford them. I went over there. I went on there on Sundays and I'd read through them. I bought them all eventually. but right, not yeah. them.
2: That's really. interesting. Well, the thing is, like a comic book store, uh, you know, if the comic book store or the bookstore has chairs out and couches. They're encouraging you to sit down and read. Hmm. Um. There's a bit of an unwritten contract there, though, that if you show up every, every day and sit and read for hours and never buy anything, eventually you're going to get annoyed. It's uh, also
1: weird. Buy stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you buy stuff on a regular basis, you can probably do whatever. Right, exactly, you know. exactly.
1: Also, but, if you're going to flip through comics, don't get in other readers' way. Yes. That's the way when, you, when you're That's standing great. right in front of the shelf. Don't, don't block people. And also, don't do that thing where you flip through them trying to find the
0: best copy. That has nothing to do with your question, but it's just annoying.
2: <laughs> so, I don't know, it's stuff you got you got to play it by ear. and don't be afraid to I mean, don't be afraid to ask like, hey, do you mind if I, you know, I'm not sure if I want to get this, do you mind if I read it, or read a couple pages, you know? I mean, there's it might be an awkward conversation, but you should get the feel for whatever story you're in. You know, like yeah. if you go to Midtown Comics, you're not there, you're not there to read you know, you yeah, go. There's, you go nowhere
0: to, there's nowhere to do it,
2: right? But if you go to, if you, in San Francisco here we have Isotope, in L.A. you got Secret Headquarters, in New York you got Bergen Street. There are other stores that encourage that. They've got chairs, you know. But ultimately, buy something. You know, keep. You know, they You know, keep them in business. So
0: that's fine. But yeah. yes, you're overthinking it. Yeah. Although yeah. we could go on for another ten minutes, it seems. We totally could. Uh, John from Orangevale says, "I am going away to college, and did a little research to find a new comic book bookstore to go to." I'm pretty shy, so I never really hung out with anyone at the old one. What should I do the first time I go to this new one? Thanks. P.S. I don't really have a comic book – I don't really have comic book reading friends. Any help meeting new people would also be great. This is bigger than about comic books, isn't it?
1: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you guys are jerks. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um –
0: <laughs> um, i had to say something um I th- I, it depends I well, it
1: depends where where the, the the new college is hopefully it's it's in an area where there might be some other maybe some other i fanboy listeners and you can we yeah. have you know tweet ups every once in a while yeah, and good. hopefully you know more, more people can can sort of carry the torch on that one in, in different areas um is that that's it's always a, a, you know, uh, a good way to...
2: I th- but people. I think Josh's observation is, is right, is that this is, a bigger, this is a bigger question than what you do the first time you go to the new one. The first time you go to the new one, like, what, like, for me, every time I move to a new city, I've gone to the comic book store, and I've never walked in and be like, hi, I just moved here, I want to be your friend. Or like, I also like Green Lantern. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What I've done is I've gone to the store and the first time I'm in and out in four minutes and then this next time I linger I stayed a little longer and then oh yeah the the, the the store the proprietor will be like oh you're liking that book and we talk about it a little and next thing you know it's seven years gone by and you feel really bad when you move because you're taking business away from them you know like and, and you're there for an hour well, and a hopefully
1: half hopefully he'll be out yeah. of that college by
2: yeah, then it's true hopefully but um, you know and the thing is that you know not you know we always talk about great complex stores and how we you know you meet friends and stuff like that there that doesn't exist in every city you can't expect it but you should be open to it but just don't go in there expecting it. That said, I, if you're looking to make friends at college, like I know a bunch of people um, who, you know, I, there was a girl who um, wanted to make friends with, like comics, so she started a comic book club at her college, and now she's got like ten this group of ten friends who are all into comics, and they're they're like super tight. Like do that, you know, like. You know,
0: you know, the iFanboy exists because we were friends in college, but exactly. we didn't meet at the comic book store. Uh,
2: no, I, even more so. I, I, we ignored each other at the comic book store yeah, for years. Yeah,
0: you did. You did. <laughs> Once. Don't, don't turn that on everybody else. <laughs> uh, no, but here's something I'm going to tell you. You're going away to college, and, and something I want to I tell you, you sound like you're a shy kid and you had a hard time making the right kind of friends that you wanted in high school. Dude, I'm right there with you hmm. because there wasn't anybody that I went to in high school who had the same kind of interest in me, and I didn't realize that until later. When you get to college, there's more people for one thing and there's much more diverse taste and you're much more likely to meet somebody who if doesn't like exactly the same things, at least has similar sensibilities and you, you will make friends like that. you will make your lifelong friends in college
2: I have to, I have to give I have to give Josh I have to give you credit you are you are at least far more forward as far as making friends than I've, I ever was in college
0: I like, don't even remember.
2: Well, I could, I'll, I, I, and I don't mean to embarrass you, but like my approach has always been like I just show up and people who I find cool I talk to and like whatever. I, you know, I never really thought about it. Never, but Josh, Josh, over, Josh and I had a clash junior year and Josh overheard me talking about an episode of The Simpsons that I had on tape to somebody and then went home and emailed me and said, I overheard you talking about this episode of The Simpsons. May I borrow it? If you lend it to me, I'll give you a cookie. Uh, I still have the email, like dated nineteen ninety seven, and then, honestly, I got that email
0: and I was just like instant friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the cookie sort of makes it okay. Exactly. And I, meanwhile, st- meanwhile, I still I would... write emails like that. Yeah,
2: exactly. But meanwhile, I would never have done that. I would have been so. I would have been so fucking I'm... Ner- like. I would have spent like weeks trying to figure out how to talk to you and like. How to, you know what I mean? Wait, like,
0: and that's know. odd because I'm way more shy than you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, and and, and and I'm and I mean now. Back then. It was a mess. Yeah, yeah. Ironic, um, isn't it? So, you, you know what? It, it's gonna be fine. Yeah, uh, John. It's I swear to God. Ser- you're ser-
2: gonna. Yeah, seriously, dude. If you want, if you're going to college and you want to make friends into comics, buy a fucking uh, re- blue
0: lantern shirt. You yeah, know I
1: mean? you know, like read you, in public. Reading out, your yeah, re- Quad reading your
0: exactly. It's up good though. Read, you know, like oh no, it's just I was reading. uh Batman Year One again. I like to read it every few months just to. <laughs>
2: but the the thing is, is that you'll you will people who are into this. If you're looking for people who are into comics, you'll find each other. But also be warned that just because they're in comics doesn't mean that they're going to be your best friend or that they're not an asshole. People who read comics sometimes you don't get along. You know, like there there were people who read comics that we went to college with that I couldn't stand. Um. Yeah, so you know, sure. but but it's definitely a good entryway, and and I know hundreds of them. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so you know, it's it's. You know, don't expect that at the comic book store. But that's definitely a great place to look. Unfortunately, we had a, a shitty comic book store in Ithaca, and it was very unfriendly and not the kind of place you hung out at. You got oh. in, you got out. Yeah. So. This is
0: the guy who made fun of the books that you bought? And you're yeah. like,
1: dude, yeah.
2: yeah. You work at a comic go, book
1: go store. Go to the quad, put like down 40. a copy of the Infinity Gauntlet with a string attached to it, and hide behind a tree. <laughs> so wait till someone comes along.
0: <laughs> or, or similarly, get yourself a box, a big box, and a stick, <laughs> and then under it put put a fifty-two trade. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like volume games.
2: volume six not like volume one
0: but yeah. <laughs> somebody who's hardcore yeah <laughs>
2: so anyway so if you have any questions about comic books and social interactions emails contact at ifanboy.com we will help you make friends in college apparently um all right so on to the voicemail uh we are huge in wisconsin and our first voicemail has got uh, another criticism about the avengers hey this is tony collins from
1: wisconsin i was just wondering with the new avengers books I kind of think it's lame that there's two Avengers teams in New York City. I think that one of them should relocate to the West Coast. I was a huge fan of Avengers West Coast or the West Coast Avengers, and I think that would be a great concept to explore. Seeing how Wolverine and Spider-Woman are already from the West Coast, or Wolverine lives there now and Spider-Woman was from the West Coast, why don't they move one of the teams to the West Coast and create new and interesting stories? just want to know what you guys think. Thanks.
0: Tony, I will. At first, I was like, dude, who cares? It doesn't. And then and I was like, no, I think you're right. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he, totally, um, what
2: was his, he totally verbalized something that I've never, I haven't been able to put my finger on. He's absolutely right.
0: It, because the thing is, there's a couple of things there. Comic books always have a, a good time when they capitalize on nostalgia. And now you've got New Avengers and Avengers and whatever the other one is. Yeah, why not do a West Coast Avengers? You've got Hawkeye and Mockingbird in a book now. Yeah. I mean, as far as the logistics of who cares where they are, they can transport themselves all over time and space, so that doesn't really matter. Right? Yeah. But that would lend something else, and I was trying to think. Like L.A. just has a different feel than those New York books. Yeah, I and mean, I like,
2: will th- think about think about what Fraction, not necessarily L.A. Think what Fraction did with the Order like mm-hmm. that, that was really good like nobody read it but that was really because it was no characters there, anybody recognized but there's uh, your problem it's t- you know it took place in la and it was really good it was really fucking good i mean like the avengers west coast was so much fun and you, you get a whole different host of different stories and honestly i think that to josh your problem with the avengers there might be too many avengers titles and the fact that they're four blocks away from each other between the tower and the mansion it's too much
0: and all being written by the same guy
2: yeah exactly
0: um no yeah i think i i i'm actually surprised they didn't do it now the more that i think about it like why wouldn't you do that yeah so
2: anyway um all right our next voicemail is also from wisconsin
1: hey guys this is ian from sun prairie wisconsin i was just wondering uh what comic book series that you guys have given a fair shake to just doesn't do it for you the way it seems to for everyone else um For me, you guys will ridicule me, but I don't care. It's uh, Why the Last Man, which I liked at the beginning. I thought after three trades it got really redundant and kind of boring, yet I finished it anyway. Um, But on the other hand, Ex Machina, I love from beginning to end, so I'm not sure, but that's my question. Thanks.
2: It, that's actually a, a good kind of observation of something that happens. Of going, we talked about it earlier, Josh. You guys, you guys love scalped. I read the first trade, and I was like, yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just and it just didn't grab me. I just I'm not I was not interested. I, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm not saying that it's not quality. I don't think like oh it's overrated or it's bad. It just all the Batman stuff, all the Superman stuff. It's just I I read Connor bought me the Superman Legion uh, Legionnaire's Disease what, what Legionnaire's uh, hardcover with uh,
0: Gary Frank and <laughs> Jeff Johns. Um, Legionnaires' disease? Yeah, with, that, with that, that can't be the name of it. No, it's now, not. Me, what was that? What was that? The JSA Lou Gehrig's disease. You know that one. <laughs>
2: Why somebody hasn't done a Legionnaires' disease series? God. By the way, I don't don't. It's, like, I,
1: it's, it's one of my. It's one of my favorite storylines. <laughs> that's okay. But it doesn't float your boat.
0: It didn't float my boat, and that's okay. You I mean, asshole. We, we get that. Like sometimes people be like, you keep talking about Chew, and I don't like it. I'm like, I, I'm okay, sorry. It's fine. Don't yeah. like it. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, you don't
2: have to. Not everybody's got to like everything, but, um,
0: yeah, well, so. you, Ron, you and I are, are pretty, like, we'll, we'll like with we, the stuff that we both like a lot, but there's a lot of things that you really like that I don't like and vice versa. Sure, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, we think, I can. it's funny, I can think of a lot of books that, like, like Casanova by Matt Fraction, I, I didn't get that at all.
2: Yeah, which I loved. I had a blast. Yeah. It. I, and, and it. The I mean, same, or, like, Fables, the, the epic, yeah. you know, your interest in Fables and my laughter at it. Um, yeah. You know, but then at the same time, we meet in the middle on Astro City or on yeah. Invincible
0: or oh, on yeah. Uh, yeah you so. know, even like I I can't I cannot get into X Men titles. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I just can't. And uh, meanwhile, um, meanwhile, I can't get out of them.
1: Yeah, that's
2: true. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm
1: not a I'm not a big Kingdom Come fan. I mean, I, I I respect it. I like it. it's it's not and it's weird. It feels like it should be <laughs>
2: oh my god, I might what? not like you, but
0: god damn it, I respect you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that way, and then I went back and read it and liked it. But yeah, uh, you know what's funny is that he said he doesn't like why the last man. I've heard a lot of people say what he said. Yeah,
2: well, what's oh, funny, it's funny? La- it's funny is that I've heard now that Ex Machina ended. Um, I, I've heard a lot of people come around and say, you know, eh, Ex Machina was kind of overrated. Um, and I think that has more to do with the with the whimpering end that it ended, the last twenty issues I, were, and, but,
0: and the schedule. Yeah, and the schedule. I, yeah. It has a yeah. lot to do with the schedule. And I think yeah. if you were to read through. The trades or the collected editions is one story, I think you'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm doing that, so yeah. I'm, I'll let you.
2: But anyway, but um, uh, but yeah, I think it's valid. It happens. Uh, but more importantly, these two voicemails represent the fact that I think we're more popular in Wisconsin than Tom vs. The Flash.
0: I th- I, which is, well, I'm, yeah, well probably. He yeah. was a blood trader because he moved. Yeah, exactly. That last, yeah. that last guy sounded kind of like Tom.
2: <laughs> I don't think it was, though. Anyway, no. so if you're from Wisconsin, you've got a Compa question. Call us at one one eight eight Fanboys. It's 1-888-326-2697. and it also that number works for people outside of Wisconsin. So, so go have at it.
0: Oh, in other states too? Wow. <laughs> hey, uh, you want to help? iFanboy? Do you like I Fanboys? Is a big yep. thing on Monday. You think? Oh man, I need my Fanboy show. These are the guys. If say you don't have any comic book friends, we're important to you, right? Well, one of the things that you can do is is to help us out in various different ways. If you like the show. Be a part of it, help make it happen. Uh, you could click on the banners on the website. You could uh, use ifanboy.com/slash/amazon, and, and anything you purchase from Amazon goes to help us a little bit. You can you can check out the t-shirts, buy the t-shirts. We got the Fear Agent shirt still. There are some left, and Connor I think wants them out of his house. <laughs> Although he's still wearing them all, so that's also it. Uh, the best way that you can help ifanboy is to be a member. You are the people who are contributing to literally. Paying the bills. I, I swear uh, you, you are the guys who, who really make iFanboy happen. You can either pay $4 a month or $42 a year or $10 a month or $100 a year. And, and for that, you get a little prize pack with a comic book and some t-shirt, uh, a T-shirt at the higher level, uh, buttons and stickers, things like that. Um, and, and you'll be eligible for giveaways. And we've got giveaways uh, all the time now. Every week for, for the foreseeable future, we'll be giving stuff away. Um, and it's
2: only going to get better.
0: And that's this is what I'm getting at. You hold on, be a member now. You don't you want to miss a chance at yeah. some of the stuff that's coming up? Um, and and Ron, Santa Claus
1: is pissed at us. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> very <laughs> upset.
2: We are. We're, we're knocking on his door. Got that's
1: a monopoly, old man. We're coming after you.
2: Yeah. Well, Josh. I mean, we, we had the big Vertigo giveaway, and Vertigo's up your alley. So announce the
0: winner. Ah, uh, the the winner is Jana Hansen. Congratulations,
2: uh, Jana. You 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 have won a very large package of Vertigo books.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what's because it's not right in front of you, but I, I know that I will, there's
2: a I will tell you, Josh, what the Vertigo it's a, books were a
0: hardcover of Dong Zhuai, which is actually not technically Vertigo, but still, uh, well, yeah, that's a Joe Kubert book, one of the most beautiful books of the year, yeah, uh, easily. Um, uh,
2: it, it also we also got the hardcover of the Sandman, Sandman, the Dream Hunters book, which is awesome. Um, the N- Neil Young, Cliff Chang, uh, Josh Darsart, Greendale hardcover um peter bagg other lives as well as a trio of the vertigo crime books uh we've got the uh the executor the bronx kill and fogtown uh which are all very very fine crime uh crime little uh, executor is really good yeah Uh, i like the bronx kill a lot but um so yeah milligan milligan indeed so uh yeah so congratulations Jana, you win
0: that's a hefty load of nice, nice, nicely packaged books.
2: Woohoo. So we've got more coming in September. We've got more coming in October. It's going to be a fun couple of months, so become a member today. Um, also, this is their 249th episode of this damn podcast, um, which means that next week is episode 250, and that means it's the 250th episode extravaganza. We're going to be doing an all-email show, and if anybody remembers our 150th episode when we did that, fuck, was that like two years ago?
0: Uh, if I do the math correctly, yeah, it was yes. Two
2: years ago, it was a lot of fun. Um, so send in your questions, get them in. You're gonna email them with the subject line 250. So that's the number two, number five, number zero. That's the. Oh, we're only gonna read emails that are the subject line 250, and we're gonna go all night until we're done. We're gonna read every. We're gonna read and answer every email. And um, whether Josh survives or not will be it's the like a telephone. Be the, yeah, it's like exactly. It's like a telephone. I might, have to, tag, might have
0: to tag, Owen, tag you in Crosby. <laughs> I have to tag you in Paul. Okay. Take over, I gotta go, so I gotta go. Z- Hour three.
2: Email contact.fanboy.com Subject line 250, we want to hear your questions It'll be a lot of fun um, In addition to that, we've got a wonderful podcast called Life Fanboy Don't Miss, which comes out every Monday Which focuses on a book that's coming out this week That you definitely don't want to miss, and we talked to a creator about it uh, So you're going to want to check that out On Monday we'll be talking to somebody
0: Probably Um <laughs> <laughs> Last week, I, I, I said straight up, it's not happening, it's over. Yeah. But I pulled it out at yeah, the end. Exactly. You see, it's, it's it's one thing to
2: corral us through a recorder podcast. The creators makes it a little more challenging. But we always try, and it's always uh, good to hear from a creator about the books that they're doing. So definitely go to iTunes, subscribe to iFanboy, don't miss... Or you can find it at ifanboy.com, which is our wonderful website that Josh uh, praised earlier when he's talking about how you can help us out with it. Um, that is the home of all of our podcasts, our video podcast. Every Wednesday, the Pick of the Week podcast. Every month, the Book of the Month. Um, the Pick of the Week review gets written. All the great writing. Paul is yeah, one was... of is one of the most amazing writers I've ever had the privilege of working with, and he he's shamed my writing skills with his work on the Tuesday Showdown. Mission accomplished. And, yeah, and his other excellent posts. So um, go to ifanboy.com to read everything Paul writes, as well as all the other great writers. We really are very lucky to have such great writers on our site, and you know, we're happy for that. Go to ifanboy.com slash about, and that's where you can find all the social network links. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and all that fun stuff. Follow ifanboy on Twitter at twitter.com slash ifanboy. Um, and as I mentioned, we have a video show every Wednesday comes out. Uh, last week... Uh, was the our our show about Scott Pilgrim? We closed the book on Scott Pilgrim. We talked
0: about the last volume as well as the movie, um, and end of an era, really. As um, as of now, we have no reason to talk to Brian Lee O'Malley again, ever again. Other than other than to
2: talk about hair.
0: Yeah, so. and you're supposed to go over to his house and play video games and hang out.
2: Apparently, yeah, yeah. Well, you're his best friend, so.
0: Yeah, he doesn't um, remember. Th-
2: no, not at all. Um, but uh, this coming Wednesday, we've got a great show, a creator spotlight about one of your, your all-favorite writers, Warren Ellis, but with a catch. So you're going to have to tune in on Wednesday to see what the catch is uh, <laughs> as we talk about Warren Ellis. So.
0: Uh, you can write to us at Contact at iFanboy with all of your – what things that you write, write to us about and believe us. You write to us about everything. You could leave a voicemail at 888Fanboys, which is three two six two six nine seven, with questions that you want read on the show, uh, stuff like that. However, uh, the people who did it today, they did a good job. Those were 30, 35, 36 seconds long, said who they were, where they were from. They had a delightful regional accent, which meant we could talk about that just a little bit, too. So that was fun. So, again, 88FanBoys, 3262697. Make them good, and you'll hear them on the show. Woot.
1: And All? if you dig us, you can write a review in iTunes, or better yet, you can tell your friends or your crazy uncle about us. Um, he's schizophrenic, we know, and he thinks that everything has subliminal messages in it from the government or the Viltramites. but you can get him to listen to the podcast, I'm sure, because you're very you know, passionate people. Paper the 20.
0: cheese is talking to
1: me. <laughs>
2: so, yeah, it's really important to go to iTunes and write reviews, though. And, in fact, also, uh, Paul, you, you've, you've restarted your own podcast there, haven't you? I've
1: resurrected it. Yeah. It's, it's still got some life in it. It's still got some kick in it. Um, I do uh, a, a sort of a creative conversation show called Fuzzy Typewriter. You can look for that on iTunes. I do that with uh, my good friend David Acampo of the uh, Wormwood Serialized Mystery Podcast, which is also in its final season, and I wrote for that as well. So um, check out Wormwood and Fuzzy Typewriter
2: cool excellent write, write positive reviews of them because they're awesome so yes please cool well paul thanks for stepping in for connor those are big shoes to fill and you did it as always
1: jill roger always a pleasure
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: who's jill
0: i hope i'm roger <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> all right so until next time i'm ron you know who you are <laughs> i'm i'm paul i'm roger not jill
0: <laughs> i'm not jill Like it's your shine box
2: Oh